Hey guys and girls, welcome, welcome to, to Single to Sealed. I'm Jerry, your host, and here with me is my co-host and wife, Brianna. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have dedicated this podcast to helping fellow Christians navigate the treacherous waters of dating all the way to the winding roads of marriage. All are welcome in our podcast family, and we are so excited to have you here with us. Be sure to subscribe, follow, or favorite. Let's talk. Welcome back, everybody, to Single to Sealed, the hashtag S2S. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We are so excited to share with you today the episode we have planned. As you can see from the title of today's episode, we are chatting about a few tips that each of us have from our dating slash marriage transition and what advice we wish we had received. Now, before we jump into this topic today, we just want to remind you all that if you have not already subscribed to our podcast, please take a moment and do so. And also make sure to share and leave a positive review for us so we can reach other listeners like yourself. Okay, Jerry, you ready to hop in? All right. So just like Brianna said, we're information that we wish that we had or that I would even add that we're willing to impart as something that's very important for somebody to receive. I'll start off. The first one for me is don't force someone into an image of your creation. I think this is extremely important because for me, I felt like I was really struggling with the dating experience like I've talked about before. I had a really hard time trying to, I feel like, find somebody who would stay with me long enough. I had several dates Uh, That would go just one or two if I was lucky, Um, not many past that. And I just always had this problem of of what's wrong with me and and why can't I continue to have more dates. And because of that, when one started to go past the first or second date, I started to say, okay, like, I, this could, this could be it, you know, start to get extra hopeful. I, I need to look at look at this person and see how they fit fit my needs see how they check my boxes but rather than checking boxes I feel like I was forcing them to be this person being blinded by the fact that I was actually having somebody now paying attention to me and I think that's really important because we have to be able to guard our hearts and we have to be able to to see past what we really desire of somebody and see who they really are because the farther you get into a relationship the deeper you're going to like them for several different reasons but the more you're going to miss out on the red flags because you're just so focused on desiring them to be the person that you want because at this point you can't bear the thought of them being something that that they're not I really really like that piece of advice I feel like it goes perfectly in line with the phrase fall in love with a person not the idea of falling in love you know because you're so focused on just trying to find love that you're in love with the idea of being in love and not necessarily the person themselves because the person themselves isn't necessarily what you need thanks for sharing that jerry okay my first piece of advice is to have the really tough conversations don't shy away from having those hard conversations in your dating relationship before you get married Just like we've talked about previously, it is so important when you're dating that you leave everything out on the table. 
that you make sure that you stand up for what is important to you and what you need in a relationship and make your voice heard of what you need and what you expect and that you have those hard conversations about people's past or about their dreams or their desires or things that you really should know, their struggles that they have, and that you expose yourselves in that way to someone that you're potentially going to marry so that you can both understand completely what you're marrying and who you're marrying and what potentially your future struggles could be. And that you really don't shy away from having those hard conversations because one day you're going to have them. And whether you have them and find out things before your marriage or after your marriage is entirely up to you and is an entire game changer. So make sure you have those tough conversations so that you can truly walk into a relationship with eyes wide open. Along with what Brianna's saying, I think it's important to be honest in the beginning and not say, I'm going to omit for now and then be honest about something later. Because the person that you're involved with totally deserves all the upfront truth. Like their entire life is getting ready to be surrounding you and each other and going through everything else in life and your your legal names and all your finances and everything is literally going to be intertwined and you want to know that that's what somebody who's being honest with you up front and so I mean it would be great to live in a world where we can just completely trust somebody at face value but that's just not not the world we live in and so obviously just we really encourage you to don't don't be scared to to be honest despite the hard topic and let people know like who you really are and how you change or how you're willing to change. And then that gives the other person the ability to decide for themselves with full agency how they want to proceed with the relationship. And despite anything that you've that you've done or you overcome or who you are and that person decides to stay with you, oh man, that's going to be so much more empowering and amazing for you as a person to feel like you're not hiding the deepest part of you somewhere else going into your marriage. I guarantee it. Yeah, and that doesn't mean you give them your whole life story on the first date, but definitely at least before you start to get super serious and get engaged, you should be sharing some of these important conversations with one another. Okay, Jerry, what's your second piece of advice for us? So the second piece of advice, Brianna, I think would be to look for ways that the other person's attributes will be displayed as a parent. So not just your spouse, but as a parent. I think this is a big deal, especially for Christians and especially members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Like we're, we're big into families, and majority of us want to have kids and look forward to having kids. And there's, I, I'll definitely say that the idea of having somebody as a spouse is different than seeing them in a parental position. And so to back that up, I would say it's important to have opportunities where you can take somebody and put them in an environment where you can see how they behave around younger kids so that you can see if they tolerate kids, you know, how they how they react to a, a kid being loud, do they cringe, do they shy away, you know, how, to, how they handle all those situations because there's one of the most loving and endearing and amazing feelings that you're going to feel is once you get married and, and become a parent and watching the other person treat your kids with love and respect and having fun. Just when I when I see Brianna just just lighting up my kids' world, like uh, it makes me even more in love with her than just who she is as my as my spouse. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Okay, my piece of advice for you, my final piece of advice is 
Find someone that has proven that they can make and keep covenants and promises. This is a really, really huge one because ultimately marriage is a contract and a covenant between you and someone else. And you need to look at their life and make sure that you can see a pattern in their life of them making and keeping promises and especially covenants, whether that be going on a mission and being able to serve a faithful mission, whether that be dedicating to a career path and getting a college degree and committing to something and and working hard Um, and many, a myriad of other things that you can use as examples to look for that commitment in someone. Um, The reason this is so important is because a great marriage doesn't just happen when you get married at the altar. A great marriage happens over time. And there's this really great quote that I love that I want to share. It says, great marriages are built brick by brick, day after day, over a lifetime. That's by Dieter F. Uchtdorf. The reason I like that is because if you look at the pattern of life, and especially in this quote right here I'm going to read, it says, if you look historically at all breakthroughs and huge accomplishments, it says, the story is never just about the key insight. It's not about like a light bulb going off above your head. And that's the moment where everything was complete. It's about what led up to and what followed that light bulb effect. So a good question is, is Thomas Edison, how many times did he fail before he completed the light bulb? It was a thousand times. So he had to work really hard to be able to create a functioning light bulb. And it's the same with marriage. Marriage is not going to be great from the start because we've only been married a short amount of time, right? Some some of us only hours. Some of us were not married yet and we're just dating. And in order for us to have that great marriage, we have to have two people that are equally committed to making it work and to waking up every day and fighting for it because they have made a covenant. And that means that both of you must give 100%. It's a lot like buying a car from a dealership. You have to bring the money. The car dealership has to supply the car. If one of you doesn't complete that deal, then it's not a deal. So it's the same with marriage. Both of you have to bring your full selves to the table and your full commitment. And it's important to look for a partner that has a history of committing to something and following through to the end. I think that's awesome. And one thing I would add to that is it it can be difficult to just know someone's history of commitment at face value. And so I think you can also create your own history together of commitment. So one thing that's really important is to set goals and keep them in a relationship, whether it be, uh, I, I would say this is probably going to be more towards um, the end of a committed relationship, uh, being in the late, late boyfriend, girlfriend stage, like almost close to engagement, you know, stuff like that, where where you are saying, okay, you know, let's make, let's make a goal to do come follow me together, or let's make a goal to read the scriptures every day. Let's make a goal to do so-and-so, you know, every week and seeing how committed the other person is to keeping that goal that you guys set together. I think that's a great way to to assess the other person's ability to commit and to follow through on your goals as a companionship. And this might come off as a little controversial here, but I just want to make a note as Christians, if the person you're dating cannot commit to God, how do you think they're going to commit to you? If they can't commit to, you know, following the commandments or keeping the commandments that the Lord's required of them, commit that to God, the all-powerful being who's given them everything, they're not going to be able to do that with you. And of course, we're imperfect. So everyone has has flaws and we're all going to make mistakes. But I mean, as a general 
personality trait of being able to stay committed to the gospel and to something that is so essential in our lives. If you can see a track record of commitment to the gospel and a love and a faith and working hard and see them get up every day and try to be their best self, that is the type of commitment you're looking for. Because if they're willing to get up every day and work hard and use the atonement in their life when it comes to the gospel, they'll work equally as hard for you. So watch for that. Be mindful and ask yourself those questions. Is this person proving to me that they are someone who can make and keep sacred covenants and commit to me as well? Well, that's going to wrap up today's little episode that we have for you guys today on some advice that we have for you in your preparation for marriage. Brianna, do you have anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah, I just want to add one last quick note that when we're dating, we're looking for someone that doesn't just make us happy. Happy is very surface level. Happy is a laugh at a funny joke and, you know, a fun date. But we're looking for someone who truly is going to bring us joy And joy is something that's enduring and everlasting and deep and filling and doesn't just make us smile at a cute text, but fills our our heart and our soul with that peace and that love and that true, true joy that's going to help carry us through the hard times as well as the good times. So look for someone that brings you that joy. Look for someone that makes you feel full and your spirit feel settled and happy. And if you do that, and you're equally committed, and you work hard at it, you're going to have a relationship and a marriage worth fighting for. If you enjoy Single to Sealed, be sure to invite your friends to help our podcast family grow. If you haven't subscribed, followed, or favorited, be sure you do so you don't miss out on any of our great content. Thank you for joining us today as we help you move one step closer to sealing the deal. We'll We'll see see you you next time. time.